to Preparing for the Unexpected with Alex Bullock. People, organizations, and communities need to prepare for and respond to natural and man-made disasters in a timely manner and in the most effective way possible. Our program examines what is being done before, during, and after a disaster and those unexpected events to keep you in the know. Disasters can happen to anyone. The question is, when will it happen to you? Now, here is your host, business continuity and disaster planning expert, Alex Bullock. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Preparing for the Unexpected. I'm your host, Alex Fullick, and as always, we like to talk about things related to disaster recovery, business continuity, emergency response, crisis management, communications, and anything that can be related to any of those fields. Basically, anything uh, where we have to prepare for uh, unexpected results, uh, whether that be crises, disasters, or uh, preparing for other things that are coming up uh, you know, in our lives and uh, in our organizations and communities. As always, if there is a particular subject you would like us to talk about on the show or you would like to be a guest on the show, please feel free to send me an email on the Voice America page for this specific show, Preparing for the Unexpected. There is a button that says uh, send host an email or a note or some, something along those lines. Feel free. Uh, just click on that, send me a note, a suggestion. I do respond to all emails that I do get, and you know some people have actually been on the show. So feel free to do so. Today, I'm going to talk about um, some preparation and safety tips on our side here that we need to take care of, you know, uh, during winter months and, uh, you know, during December, you know, there's a lot of uh, holidays around the globe, regardless of, uh, you know, your religious leanings or, um, you know, belief system. There, it's really December overall is kind of a holiday season. And uh, for us in Canada, you know, it's in winter, you know, so we've got a lot of snow um, and the northern uh, U.S., especially the northeast, would certainly recognize that uh, as well. Uh, you know, our uh, cousins in uh, fun winter storms. <laughs> and uh, so today I'm going to talk about, you know, some holiday or some uh, winter uh, seasonal safety tips. You know, how we can prepare ourselves so that we don't end up uh, having problems over the holiday seasons, you know, unexpected things that we uh, weren't planning on, of course. So we're going to talk about that, holiday seasonal safety tips. And our first subject that we'll talk about is decorations. So uh, when you're buying decorations, you know, I, basically what I'm going to do is go through just a bunch of uh, uh, recommendations for um, things like driving tips, uh, winter safety, you know, decorations, uh, things like that. Uh, toy safety, you know, because a lot of gifts happen through these uh, holiday periods as well. So, uh, so de- back to decorations, uh, you know, inspect your, your lights, you know, each year uh, if you are you know, the kind of person who... Uh, strings up lots of lights, whether it be outdoors or indoors, you know, check them. You know, uh, you, you see it on TV and, uh, you know, movies. When people pull out their lights, they're just all cords mashed together and, uh, you know, people just start plugging them in and using them. But you can't really do that. You, you've got to check each one, check the bulbs to make sure there's nothing broken, that, uh, you know, all the uh, connections uh, are, are there properly. You know, and, do, and don't do all that when you have it plug it in. You might plug it in first just to see which ones aren't working, but unplug it then to replace them. Don't don't fiddle around with live um, uh, you know bulbs and connections when you're trying to figure things out because you could end up electrocuting yourself. Uh, 
you know, and choose uh, decorations that are flame retardant, not combustible. You know, there's all kinds of things you can buy, you know, out there, and some of them are pretty expensive and some of them are really cheap. Um, but regardless of price, some are going to go up, uh, you know, just by touching, uh, you know, one of your uh, tree lights or your outdoor lights, you know, any kind of decoration, and uh, all of a sudden you've got a fire. So, you know, you be careful of some of that stuff you're buying. A, l- a lot of it, a lot of cords and lights, you know, have um, safety standards, you know, has a little uh, paper tag wrapped around the cord, you know, or it's on the box, uh, something like that, that says, you know, these are flame retardant. These are, have been safety inspected. You know, look out for that label because it's there for a reason, right? It, it's there to, to protect you. And, you know, there are different standards around the globe. So, you know, I'm not going to mention any one specific uh, because that may alienate somebody else's, you know, or or may seem as though I'm kind of overriding the concerns of someone else's, uh, another country's standard. But take a look at them, you know, and find out what the standard is for your country where you live and, you know, look for it. Um, if you've got, if in some places where you have a uh, Christmas tree, um, be careful of where you're placing it. You know, don't put it in the middle of the room where everyone's walking by and walk into it, trip over it, the dog or the cat jumps all over it, you know, <laughs> chews on the uh, um, dangling decorations, you know, and tinfoil and things like that. Put it in a place where there's not a lot of traffic, you know, where you can admire it, of course, you know, and people can see it but not in the middle where you know it, it's going to hinder traffic and cause problems. If you can, you know, um, put it in a corner somewhere, and I think a lot of people do anyway, you know, tend to put it in a corner against a wall or in front of a window, you know, something where people aren't normally, you know, standing and wandering around. If you can, buy a fresh tree, you know, and, and keep it watered, of course. You know, uh, my preference is obviously a real Christmas tree if... If that's what, um, you know, part of your holiday celebration calls for, you know, the nice smell of pine, you know, or, and you can get all kinds of other scented things now, you know, <laughs> or sprays even, you know, but, um, that my favorite is always, uh, you know, the real, real Christmas tree and, you know, making sure that, uh, it's watered so it doesn't dry out because when it dries out, you know, the needles fall off the tree and then you're starting to, uh, open yourself up to uh, fires, and you know you, you, that's the last thing you want. If you are hanging up lights, you know, uh, put things on timers. You know, you, you, just because it's a holiday season, you know, and for whatever decorations you're hanging up, you don't really need to have your, um, your bills, you know, electrical bills go through the roof. You know, you don't want to do that. So you know, put things on timers. You know, if you're away, you want to make it look like your home. Well, you'll obviously have them on for a little while, so it looks like somebody's home. You know, if you're not home, well, you know, during the day, well, then you may not want all that stuff, uh, you know, staying on. So, you know, um, you could think about putting that on, you know, timers. And, and that goes for any indoor stuff, too, not just outdoor, you know. Um, and then, you know, if it's nighttime, you know, turn them off. Save yourself a few few bucks. You know, turn them off uh, late at night when you go to bed. There's no need to. You're not going to impress every, anybody because everybody else is in bed too. Hopefully. Uh, so, and when you're plugging in these lights, by the way, indoor or outdoor, don't connect more than one extension cord. I have seen and I've known people. You know, you see three or four cords running across the floor, under carpets, over carpets. You know, uh, out the door, out a window. 
you know, anything like that. You know, the more cords you have, the greater you open yourself up to some problems. And I don't think that's really what you want to do. You know, you, you want to use proper uh, cords, um, especially outdoors. You want to use ones that are meant for outdoor use, you know, in the winter. Um, because the snow, you know, water gets in there and you're going to have a short and then, you know, you've got problems again. So make sure you use the right cord for the right job and don't connect more than one, you know, the wall uh, to, you know, whatever it is it's to, to connect to, you know, not, you know, um, the wall to one cord, to another cord, to another cord, to, you know, a tree or an outdoor light or menorah, whatever it is you, you may have. Okay. Um, when you're hanging up these Christmas lights, make sure you use the right kind of ladder. You know, some, I've actually, I saw a neighbor once, uh, sitting, standing on a tree, uh, a chair, you know, but it was kind of cool outside and, uh, a little, you know, it had just rained. So, you know, everything was kind of slippery and wet and it's cool. So there could be, you know, some forming ice and this guy's standing on a chair. Well, he's going to fall off of it if he's not right. You know, use the proper ladder. And if it's a really high up, you know, if you've got a two-story home or something uh, along those lines where you're whole, hanging up lights, get a, a proper ladder that reaches up to the right height. And if you can, have a spotter. Um, like, if you're like me, I kind of have vertigo on tall ladders. You know, the first floor, I'm fine, you know, but anything up over that, I start to get vertigo. And if you get vertigo and you're on these ladders, you know, it's good to have a uh, someone who spots you to, you know, Keep you calm and focused. Otherwise, you can disorient yourself, you know, due to the vertigo and fall off a ladder. And if it's, you know, icy outside or already snowing and, you know, or raining, you know, depending on where you are, then, you know, you, your ladder could just, you know, fall over, you know, because of wet ground. You know, it's not properly put in the snow. So you can cause yourself, you know, additional problems. Fireplaces, don't leave them unattended. Plain and simple. You know, and if you've got a fireplace that has uh, a glass covering, make sure it's always closed. You know, don't don't start your fireplace unattended and uncovered, you know, so that it's open. You know, I remember growing up in uh, my household and my father would start the fireplace, you know, and this is going back when I was really young, you know, four or five uh, years old. I still remember it. And the fireplace is spitting and, you know, and there would be the odd little spark that came out of the fireplace, you know, and there was just a basic little uh, mesh covering, you know, that went around the fireplace back then. You know, that you don't see that too often these days, and hopefully it doesn't exist anymore. So, uh, but if it does, you know, make sure that it's covered and you don't leave it unattended, you know, start the fire and then go outside, you know, or go to a restaurant for dinner or something like that. You know, that's not going to be good because, one, it's unattended. You don't know if one of those little sparks, you know, for a fireplace that doesn't have the covering could set off a fire, you know, or if you're not paying attention to it and you've got kids running around and in the holiday season, you know, you've got, you know, families and friends over and they've got kids as well, you know, and they could walk by, uh, trip, fall, you know, burn themselves or just be curious, you know, oh, what's this and walk over. You know, be be careful and, and mindful of that. So make sure your fireplace is taken care of. Test your smoke alarms too, just in case by chance you have left your fireplace 
or you have used, you know, an extension cord, uh, you know, more than one, you know, or, or you've got something else, you know, set up that's really not the safest, you know, check your, your fire alarm. You know, fire alarms are meant to be tested annually anyway. You know, the fire department, regardless of where you live, I've never, never seen anywhere that doesn't call for this. So, you know, correct me if I'm wrong and feel free to send me a note where this may exist, you know, but fire departments everywhere always say, you know, check your alarms, whether it be your uh, carbon monoxide or your fire smoke alarms, check them once a year, change the battery every year, um, whether it be you know, whatever day you choose. You know, I, I know some people say it's, you know, this is national fire prevention week, so change your batteries. But if you do it every January 1st, well then do it every January 1st, but check, you know, your fire alarms to make sure they work. You know, and the same thing goes to your furnace too. You know, you're going to have all these combustibles, uh, you know, in your house and all this new stuff plugged in. You want to make sure everything works fine and isn't going to cause other problems. Uh, and I actually just remember something about the, uh, if, if you are the person who puts up trees and decorations, you know, don't use live candles, you know, uh, on your tree. Believe it or not, some people do. Uh, I, for the life of me, I can't understand why. You know, it may look fantastic for some people, but really you're just opening up a Pandora's box of potential danger and, and problems. So I don't recommend anyone doing that. So um, don't use live candles, you know. And if you, if you are using candles anywhere in general, obviously don't leave them unattended, just like a fire. You know, some, some people put them in their windows, you know, because that's a part of their belief system. Um, and you, it looks fantastic. However, when they forget about them, you know, and they've got uh, window coverings of some sort a little too close, they catch fire. And before you know it, you have these horrible stories over the holiday seasons of families losing everything. So don't use open candles on your tree, you know, in the windows, you know, keep them away from combustibles. I know I've always got candles uh, going at my house just, you know, uh, because having a dog, sometimes having the uh, ascended candle kind of helps a little bit, if you know what I mean, and I'm sure other dog owners out there do, you know, but it's in the middle of the table. You know, it's not going to cause a fire anywhere. So, and I put it on something that, you know, won't burn the table or anything like that, you know, so, um, you know, be careful when it comes to that kind of stuff. And it, of course, if you've got, you know, all, all these kind of, uh, holiday symbols, uh, whether it be trees, menorahs, uh, Christmas lights, um, whatever the case may be, you know, whatever the, your tradition calls for, you know, if you're, you've got this stuff all plugged in, you'll keep them away from other combustible materials, such as gasolines, propane, you know, paper, uh, other chemicals, paints, rags, you know, sometimes, you know, you'll, you'll walk into someone's garage and there's just tons of this stuff all over the place. You know, the, the smell just, Hits you in the face, you know. Well, you don't want to have uh, you know some of these extension cords and you know potential fire hazards going through that kind of an area. So keep all that stuff uh, out of the way as well. And I actually know of some people who've got some uh, lanterns that have that take gas, uh, not gas, sorry, but uh, like an ethanol. You pour it in, then light it, and then cover it up. Well, that's real, still real fire. You know, so you've got to be careful with that stuff because it could, you know, again, cause a fire and you don't want to do that. So that's some of the uh, 
uh, items you want to consider when it comes to, you know, your holiday, uh, specific holiday decorations, you know, and in our next segment, we're going to talk about, you know, some of the uh, gift concerns, uh, you know, and uh, food concerns uh, over the holiday seasons. Okay, so we'll be right back with segment two. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Our humanity is a thing we take for granted, but it takes many forms, and it requires much of us to fully express it. Listen to On Living, The Trauma and Beauty of Being Human, with host Dr. Leanne Nguyen. This program will explore topics about survival, fulfillment, hope, connection, being fully alive to ourselves and to others. Guests or people whose life experience inspires us to reflect on these questions. Tune into On Living, broadcasting live every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Preparing for the Unexpected with Alex Fuller. Email your questions to info at stone-road.com. Again, that's I-N-F-O at stone-road.com. Now back to Preparing for the Unexpected. And here we are, back segment two. Today, we're talking about holiday safety tips, you know, different things uh, that uh, we should consider um, that sometimes we simply forget because we're so caught up in you know, the holiday spirit, and regardless of what your, um, I want to make sure that I'm not just directing things to specific audiences here, but uh, regardless of your uh, religious or spiritual backgrounds, you know, a lot of holidays happen in December, you know, um, all around the globe, you know, and, and every different continent. So, these tend to, you know, some may be applicable, some may not, but, you know, as I say, with all the different holidays that happen throughout the, the globe through the month of December and, you know, into early January, you know, there's, there's always, a, unfortunately, 
we hear about a lot of news reports of houses burning, you know, people having problems, you know, encountering issues because they didn't take into consideration any safety tips and concerns that they needed to pay attention to uh, during this holiday season. So I'm focusing on that today and providing some tips. A lot of the information I've taken from government websites um, from around the globe. You know, I'm not just going to pick one country, you know, even though I think everybody knows I'm based here in Canada. So obviously we have our safety systems, you know, and standards and regulations in place, uh, but other countries do too. So I've looked at some of those sites as well, uh, you know, and thankfully there's a lot of commonality from one to the other, you know, so um, obviously it should be, knock on wood, common sense, but, um, you know, unfortunately common sense isn't as common as it once was. So we talked in the first segment about decorations. If by chance you have either Christmas trees, menorahs, or, you know, use candles um, in your celebrations, you know, lights and indoors and outdoors, we talked about that. So this one, this segment, I'm going to start off uh, with talking about toy safety because, during these holiday periods, we tend to, you know, hand out a lot of gifts. You know, um, uh, you know, there's this saying, you know, giving is better than receiving. Um, but we all like gifts anyway, right? You know, let, let's admit it. We all like receiving it. It doesn't matter. You know, and um, this kind of, the kind of is an expectation on some level um, to provide some sort of a uh, gift, you know, when we're going to people's homes to celebrate our holiday whether it be just for dinner, you know, the celebration dinner, a some any kind of celebration, you know, even if a part of our celebration is fasting, you know, when we get together afterwards, you know, we all get to together and, you know, um, have, you know, large dinners. And, you know, even when that happens, we take gifts with us, you know, thanking the host for welcoming, welcoming us into their home. So toy safety, and then we'll actually move right on to food safety since I already touched on that one. So um, always file, with toys, follow the recommended ages, you know, on toy labels. You know, uh, getting a two-year-old gun may not be appropriate, despite what your beliefs in guns may be. That may not be appropriate. You know, getting uh, a gifts for, um, you know, small children that are really meant for adults, you know, Pay attention to that. You know that, that you, you got you got to buy them age appropriate. Otherwise, you know that child is going to use that toy in the wrong way. You know, uh, get into it because you know kids. That's mine. That's mine. They're going to grab it. You know, and want to use it, and they could hurt themselves or hurt someone else. So buy age age appropriate. And something that I've always done, um, and it drives me crazy when some when people don't do this. If you're buying a gift for somebody, anybody. Age has nothing to do with it. That requires batteries. Give them the batteries. It's kind of chintzy, you know, <laughs> the way I see it. You know, um, if you're 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 giving gifts and don't give them the batteries, you know, that's kind of chintzy for me. So give them the batteries and the right batteries. Um, I've actually seen uh, somebody a long time ago, and this is going back, you know, thirty years. Um, try to stuff in uh, some AA batteries, you know, into, you know, AAA uh, slots, you know, trying to get things to work, you know, uh, because they didn't have the right batteries. Well, you do that, you're going to destroy the, to the toy or the device, whatever it may be, you know, or you could 
spark, you know, if you're sitting by a tree that's dried, you know, you could spark fires and things like that, you know. Um, so you want to make sure that, you know, that's proper. And if you've, if you've got a some kind of a gift that's combustible on some sort, don't keep it near paper, you know, and wrap it in paper and, you know, um, just toss the paper off to the side. As I mentioned, if you've got a fireplace, you know, or candles around, you don't want to be throwing, uh, you know, paper around, you know, simply because the, the toy that you purchased, you know, is wrapped in this stuff. So be careful and be aware of that, you know. Um, and, you know, repair or discard any broken toys. You know, if, if there's something wrong, return it. Don't leave it out. You know, if if you've got a little toy fire truck and it's, you know, you're supposed to push it across the floor and it's got sparks or something, well, don't use it. <laughs> you're asking to start you know, a problem. One, you, your child, you know, or even an adult, you know, because let's face it, we like playing with toys too, you know, um, could burn themselves, you know, get hurt, you know, if something is too sharp, we could get cut, you know, so uh, if there is something like along those lines, you know, take it back, put it back in its box, get your money back, get it returned, get a new toy or whatever the case may be, you know, depending on where you are, you know, and the store that you're you're dealing with. And uh, so that's really it with toys. You know, there's not a lot uh, to, to really say here. You know, age appropriate, buy the batteries. If there's something wrong with it, don't continue to use it. Use the batteries that are supposed to be with the toy. You know, don't force some other size, uh, like I mentioned, that I've seen, uh, you know, 30 years ago. Uh, that was just crazy. Uh, <laughs> so that's it for toys. Next is food safety. Um, now, I don't think I've ever mentioned this on the show, but before I ever got into business continuity management, disaster planning, I was in the hospitality industry for uh, 10, 10, 13 years, somewhere in there, um, working in the kitchen, working in the dining room, you know, the bars area. You know, I did, I think, every position there is in a restaurant. So when it comes to food safety, you know, and cleanup, I still have certain habits that I carry forward. You know, I clean as I go when I'm cooking, you know, I'm always making sure utensils and cutting boards are uh, cleaned. You know, if anyone's ever watched me cook, you know, or uh, prepare a cook, I, I washing the cutting board, you know, three, four times, you know, nonstop. So, um, you know, that's a key one. And actually I was going to get to that, but since I've mentioned it, I'll say it now. When you're using foods, you know, if you've got raw foods, especially uh, things like poultry and fish, you know, and meats, you know, you want to make sure that your cutting surfaces are kept clean all the time. You could poison your guests or yourselves even if you don't uh, clean uh, as you go and surfaces where you're chopping, you know, raw chicken and, you know, turkey or roast beef or pork or uh, fish, you know. Um, anything, seafood, anything along those lines, you know, you could, you know, uh, poison somebody, you know, that some of that uh, um, surface, you know, may get on other other things, you know, cups or little kids' hands if they're uh, wandering around, you know, and they go off and touch everything else. And, you know, before you know it, you know, they're they're sick as well. So keep your surfaces clean, you know, and wash your hands completely wash your hands you know we we touch our faces you know we touch so many different surfaces uh, throughout the day you know and if we're in the kitchen well we're coming across all kinds of things you know and we can uh, poison ourselves uh very quickly if we don't 
you know, wash our hands and keep our surfaces clean. Um, refrigerate your leftovers. You know, um, I, if you cooked a big dinner, don't leave it out there sitting forever. You know, when you start cleaning up, clean up. You know, put them in sealable containers, you know, or if you're giving them, um, even if you're giving them to charity, you know, and moving them over to somewhere else, you know, make sure they're all uh, covered and sealed properly so that, you know, they're not getting, uh, you know, other things, you know, dripped in them or dropped on them, you know, keep them sealed and refrigerate them, you know, put them in the fridge. You know, there are leftovers, but you'll keep them there. And uh, one other thing, I just it just crossed my mind. If you are cooking and you, you know your fridge is full of all kinds of things, you know different meals that you'll be making, you know different uh, types of food. If you've got raw food, remember this rule: cooked above raw. That was one of the key things in my uh, restaurant days when we worked in the kitchen. Cooked above raw, because cooked doesn't normally drip, right? We've got it cooked, sealed, and put away. Raw, you know, if you're buying some sort of food and it's just wrapped in cellophane, you know, or it's in a plastic bag, well, that can drip. You know, tiniest little hole, it drips, and that drips down into other food. So it's always cooked above raw. You know, if the stuff that uh, is raw that could drip into other stuff, put it on the bottom. That way it can't, you know, can cross-contaminate other food. So remember that. Refrigerate your leftovers. You know, um, and make sure, you know, you're refrigerating at the appropriate temperature. You know, some things can be frozen, some things can't. You know, um, if you freeze lettuce, well, you know, <laughs> you deserve what you're going to get, right? Uh, so, uh, keeping the uh, guests also uh, out of your kitchen. I know uh, in many cultures, and actually just about every culture that I've ever uh, been to, you know, having been around the world, a lot of people do congregate you know, around um, the, the kitchen or, you know, in the kitchen or, you know, where food is being prepared. You know, it is a very uh, bonding uh, experience, you know. But you ha do have to be careful when these people are around. You know, if you've got hot pots going back and forth and frying pans, uh, you know, you're making everyone breakfast you know, during one of these holidays, you know, and you've got a pan of uh, grease, baking grease, hot grease, you know, you don't want little kids running around who you know, could hit hit the stove, you know, uh, the frying pan or a pot of boiling water, you know, and you know, obviously get burned, seriously burned and hurt, you know, or you're using large knives to cut things up and you've got, you know, hands, you know, those hands that just kind of reach across the counter, go, oh, I want to try that, you know, and you've got a big knife in your hand and you're chopping things up, you know, you got to make sure these people realize, don't do that one while I'm chopping. You know, you could reach at the wrong spot. You don't know where I'm putting this knife next. You know, I could be stop chopping and go to put it down right beside me. And that's the same time you reach across, you know, to grab something. So, again, you could hurt somebody. So be aware. Make sure you tell people, you know, it, it's fine if you want to be in the kitchen and watch. But please don't come on this side of the counter, you know, where all the hot stuff is, you know, the boiling pots and, you know, um, where the knives are because they're just going to get hurt and you certainly don't want that to ruin your holidays you know that's not the way you want to remember a holiday uh so keep the guests out of the kitchen and i've mentioned the cooked above raw you know and i'm going to mention it again don't forget that cooked above raw clean your utensils you know i know i mentioned cutting boards and you know and hands but make sure you your utensils are as well you know if you're if you've got a spatula and you're 
mixing something raw, don't suddenly put it into, you know, a container that's got uh, vegetables or something like that. You know, you could be making some sort of wonderful dinner for everybody, but you're cross-contaminating everything. Use a separate utensil for each pot. It, it would sound logical. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of people don't do it. You know, so, um, especially, you know, with what, what it is you may be cooking. You know, you could be cross-contaminating people from raw to cooked things, you know, from if someone has a, a seafood allergy, you know, or shellfish allergy, um, and you're mixing something like that, and you put that into, uh, you know, like a knife even. Uh, that's a perfect example. A knife where you're chopping seafood, and then all of a sudden you're chopping something else, vegetables. Well, you're going to make someone really sick, you know, and they're going to feel it. And I'll tell you, I do too because I have shellfish allergies. So sometimes uh, it's been in a restaurant where I've brought it up, and I know something hasn't happened properly because all of a sudden, you know, I feel it in my throat, you know, that, you know, it's starting to constrict. So I know, you know, they didn't uh, properly uh, keep things separate. So keep keep an eye on that stuff as well. You know, um, and when you're defrosting, you know, you may have uh, different foods. Obviously, you're going to have some frozen. You're going to have some fresh. You know, some raw. Um, some things you're going to want to keep keep raw, like some vegetables. You know, for dips and things like that, you may not be cooking them. Um, still, if you've got something that's frozen, you know, don't uh, just leave it on the counter. You know, leaving it on the counter, you could um, cause people to uh, again. You know, you could cause people to get sick. Plus, if you're not cleaning the counters, well, this raw lump of turkey or chicken or whatever the case may be sitting on the counter, you've cross-contaminated the counter. You've got the little kids running through and other guests who are sitting there watching you cook and they're getting all this stuff on their hands, you know, so um, defrost at, uh, you know, in the fridge, you know, or your appropriate um, uh, place to do that, you know, um, Either a walk-in fridge, you know, or a hand fridge, or a small little beer-type fridge, you know, drink fridge. You know, uh, make sure that it thaws appropriately. Don't just throw it in a microwave, you know, because, well, you're going to ruin your food, first of all. You know, and if you are, put, if you do want to, you know, re- thaw something quick, put some cold water in a sink and then put the item in there, and it will thaw out a lot quicker. I've done that a few times, especially when I forget to bring out something of the freezer, you know, for, for myself for dinner. Um, so, so that's the best way uh, to do that. You know, uh, don't leave them on the counter. You know, don't uh, just leave them around. You know, <laughs> wouldn't want to anyone to, uh, to spoil their holidays by people getting sick. So we've come to the end of our second segment. Surprised how fast time goes by. So uh, next, we're going to talk about, you know, our road and um, winter safety, you know, for people that have live in areas that have extreme weather. Uh, there's always some uh, good tips there. And some of them, especially if, if you're still listening, you know, in countries that don't have, uh, you know, snowy weathers, uh, you I'm, I'm sure you'll find some of this stuff interesting of what we have to do in uh, countries that do have a lot of snow. So we'll be right back with our last segment.
stimulating talk. It gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. All around the outermost rim of the shield, he set the mighty stream of the river Oceanus, creating Achilles' shield in Homer's The Iliad, Book 18. Rachel Carson in The Sea Around Us said, All at last, return to the sea, to Oceanus, the ocean river, like the ever-flowing stream of time, the beginning and the end. Moyer's Environmental Dialogues with Dr. Rob Moyer offers lively dialogue and revealing narrative inquiry into how individuals are overcoming obstacles and creating a greener and blue planet Earth. Tune in Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation, hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts. We'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Preparing for the Unexpected with Alex Fuller. Email your questions to info at stone-road.com. Again, that's I-N-F-O at stone-road.com. Now back to Preparing for the Unexpected. And welcome back to the show. We're talking about uh, safety tips over holiday season, especially the uh, month of December and uh, a little bit into January. Um, Regardless of where you are around the world, uh, a lot of these safety tips uh, come in handy um, because unfortunately we do see in the the news Uh, that, uh, unfortunately, we uh, hear about you know, people losing their homes and fires over you know, the holiday season due to celebrations or um, certain uh, aspects of safety not being followed. So uh, I thought I'd have a little show this year and uh, put some of these together. I have looked, uh, as I said, looked at websites from around the globe, different countries, and uh, many of them say the same thing. So um, where depending on where you are, some of these may apply, you know, especially when those uh, that have to do with uh, snow, um, which I'm going to get to in a moment, uh, some of them may apply, some of them may not. But depending on where you are, hopefully, uh, you know, you will be a little bit better prepared for your holiday season and nothing seriously uh, goes wrong. And uh, everyone has a healthy, happy and uh, safe uh, holiday uh, holiday time out there. So we're going to look at uh, road safety right now. Obviously, you know, avoid speeding. I, I think that kind of goes without saying and no drinking and driving. You know, no matter where you are in the world, I don't think uh, really that's seen as a positive thing. You know, it, when I was a young teenager, it was, you know, it, it was it was out there. And, you know, it happened. Um, 
and uh, we've all got a lot smarter over the years and we don't do that anymore you know hopefully there are still unfortunately some people who don't pay attention uh, to that um, and hopefully they get caught one day um, and uh, don't hurt anybody in the meantime so uh, speeding um, if you're in a country that has snow like I am you know then uh, you're gonna want snow tires and yes believe it or not people uh, listening in countries where uh, you may not get snow, we do actually have to change our tires. You know, winter tires uh, to grip in the snow, and summer, uh, you know, for um, more of the summer driving, you know, the heat. So uh, we do have different uh, tires that we uh, have to uh, change in our cars. So make sure you, if you are in a country with snow, you have good snow tires, you know, uh, and can address your specific situation. If you're traveling, you know, in your car uh, during uh, holiday uh, seasons, um, like I do, I tend to drive a quite a big distance, actually. Um, I drive about 17 hours to get home. To put that in perspective, uh, from London to Glasgow, uh, London, England to Glasgow, Scotland, is six hours and 55 minutes, uh, roughly 662.7 kilometers. What I drive every year to visit family uh, at Christmas uh, in December uh, is 15 hours and 2 minutes, 1,439.2 kilometers. So I have a long way to drive, and I do it in one shot. However, I do take breaks. You know, I know where uh, every two hours or so, you know, I've got the dog with me, so every two hours I pull over. You know, let the dog run around. I stretch my legs, you know, uh, have something to drink, you know, and stretch. Um, obviously, not just on the side of the highway, but, you know, in places where you can do that. There are still some truck stops and other spots out there that you can do that too. So it certainly comes in handy. So do that. Don't just, uh, you know, 15 hours <laughs> straight through. You know, you're going to get tired and, uh, you know, you could get in an accident uh, because you will be tired and not paying attention. So take breaks, and if you have a pet, obviously you're going to have to take breaks. So let them get out and have a run around as well, because they're going to need it just as much as you are. So um, limit uh, your distractions too if you're driving. You know, unfortunately, right now we have the big uh, texting and driving, and everybody on their cell phones, and I see it uh, a lot. And you always know the car in front of you when you're at a red light. The car in front of you, you know they're on their cell when. You know, the light turns green and they're not moving, you know, and they, you know, they're busy on their phone, you know, not paying attention to, to the road. You know, unfortunately it's out there and there's been a lot of accidents and uh, a lot of them serious, you know, so uh, don't have all those distractions. And I've even seen people, especially on these 15 hour trips of mine, you know, cause other people are on the, on the highway, the Trans Canada highway. I've actually seen the little portable DVD players up in the, uh, you know, in their windows so they can watch a movie while they're driving, which is astounds me. I don't know how you can pay any attention to watching a movie and, and not get an accident on the road. But so don't do it. You know, um, limit your distractions and don't use your phone. You know, use a hands free device uh, like I do. If someone calls, you know, I, I've got headphones, just click a button. and I can talk, but both of my hands are still on the wheel and I'm still paying attention to what's going on, you know, <clears throat> So do that. Um, if you have a family member, you know, driving with you or a friend that's driving with you, you know, if you can, take turns driving. Uh, 
you know, you can take a nap while they're driving and they can take a nap while you're driving. You know, every, uh, whatever standard you have, every four hours you switch, you know, something like that. You know, feel free. You know, do that. It'll be a lot easier for you. Plan ahead. This is a key one, especially in depending on where you're driving, because I always hear horror stories. You're going to get yourself stuck if you don't plan ahead. Know where the gas stations are. Know where you're going. You know, I know we've got GPS and all that nowadays, but sometimes people don't know that, uh, you know, for the next two hours, there's no gas station. You might drive by a couple of homes and that's it. You know, um, there are a few spots that I drive, uh, parks that uh, are go along the lakeshore of Lake Superior, and there's nothing in it in winter. You know, you're driving uh, roughly two hours or so, and there's no gas station. So you, before you get to that spot, you got to make sure you're, you know, you've, you've got a full tank of gas, you've had your break, you know, because when you get in there, the road is up and down, uh, hills around corners, you know, this, you know, you look on one side of the road and it's a cliff, you know, into Lake Superior, you know, so rock cuts. Um, and for those that don't know what that is, that's where the road actually goes through, you know, a, a big rock. Uh, formation, you know, it's just been dug right out of the, the hill, not a tunnel, just right through, you know, and all the rock has been cleared. And on both sides of the road are towering walls of rock, you know, so that's a rock cut. You know, you don't want to be tired, you know, and not knowing where you're going and can't pull over the road, off to the road, you know, in areas like that. So make sure you know that kind of stuff ahead of time, you know. Uh, take a, you know, I already mentioned take a break, you know, know the route, where the gas stations are. You know, Google it if you have to. You know, I'm sure you've got uh, a phone that you can probably Google things to. Uh, don't race uh, around snow plows, especially if this is the winter. You know, and you're you're in a country that's got snow. Um, don't race around them because you can't see around them. You know, and they're just doing their job, making the road safe for you. You know, sometimes it's a bit of a pain. You know, I got stuck behind one for 45 minutes. But, you know, at the end of the day, I'd rather be stuck 45 minutes or behind 45 minutes than have gone around that thing onto roads that weren't plowed and, you know, gotten myself into an accident. So, you know, it's a necessary evil, so to speak, you know, to use that phrase. Um, but I don't think it's evil at all. I think it's uh, just wise, you know, and not uh, uh, a good thing to do. Once in a while, the snowplow will pull over for you, you know, and let a few cars go by. You know, especially if there's a wrong row, uh, row behind them, which is, you know, fantastic. It's amazing that they do that. Um, still, you know, pay attention to it. Um, and would you believe, pay attention to wildlife. They can be uh, a big danger, but depending on where you live, you know, uh, actually anywhere, really. Um, I know I've come across a bridge, and when you get across the bridge, the road tends to go down a hill a little bit and then goes around a corner to the left. Well, as I started to come down the hill, and just as I could see around the, the corner further up ahead, there were three large moose standing in the middle of the road. Now, uh, if I wasn't paying attention, you know, or I had distractions, I would have run right into those moose. And let me tell you, if you run into some of these uh, moose, especially the big bull male moose, I'm gone. That moose will, I will hit that car, it will fall on, I will hit that with the car, sorry. That moose will fall on me and I'm gone. 
and then that moose will get up and walk away. So <laughs> be careful. You know, there's wolves. I've seen wolves run out in front of me, bear. You know, uh, I have a cousin out in Alberta, Canada, uh, driving um, south of Calgary and ran into a deer. So, you know, complete accident because there's that happens a lot. You know, deer running across the roads there. So, uh, you know, wherever you are, be aware that's going to happen. You, you can't just look at the road itself. You've got to every so often take a look at what's happening on the sides of the roads. Is there an animal there? You know, so pay attention to that. Be very careful. You know, and if you're in the winter in general, you know, if you're in a country with uh, snow, you know, check the weather conditions. You know, make sure you're dressed appropriately. Uh, unfortunately, we always hear of people that have not taken care of themselves and have been caught with, you know, frozen toes, frozen fingers, you know, uh, hypothermia. So dress accordingly. Pay attention to, to the weather conditions. And I've already mentioned practice safe driving in winter. You know, don't go speeding away like crazy. You know, when a car starts sliding, you're not going to stop it from sliding. It'll stop sliding when it's good and ready to. You know, so, and in the meantime, you could have uh, hurt somebody else or even, you know, hurt yourself and your passenger. Depending, believe it or not, this will be something that's funny for uh, people that don't have snow. Um, you have to pay attention to your sidewalk shoveling laws uh, because you can be fined if you don't clear the sidewalks in front of your home that has snow. So make sure you know that. The other is don't rush clearing the snow. Um... Again, we hear too many instances every winter of people that have suffered from heart attacks, you know, and other injuries because they're rushing to clear the snow, you know, and they're not taking proper care of doing that. So take breaks. You know, you don't need a massive amount of snow on the end of your shovel as, as you move it. You can move little bits at a time, you know, pace yourself. And, you know, even if you can't finish it once, go inside, you know, have a break if you need to, and then come out and finish it. Uh, luckily, I live in a condo. I don't have to clear the snow. Um, however, I have lived in places where I was responsible to clear the snow. So, you know, you've, you've got to be careful with this stuff. Uh, unfortunately, too many people can get hurt. I've mentioned the proper clothing. No matter where you are, you know, you've got to make sure you're dressed properly. You know, layered, uh, obviously. Um, and I'm going to touch on some heat ones in a, in a moment, uh, heat cares. Uh, snowmobile laws, uh, if you've got a snowmobile, obey those. You know, don't go, if it's the middle of December, it's probably not a good idea yet to drive across lakes. You know, they're not fully frozen unless you're way, way up north. Um, however, in most places, they're not. So be very careful of that. And this one is another one that will get people laughing a little bit. Cat litter. Cat litter actually helps you get traction with your car when you're stuck in snow. If you can't dig it out properly or, you know, you're on some ice, um, you can't move it, but it actually provides and gives you some traction. So each winter, even though I'm allergic to cats and cat dander, I have a bag of cat litter in the back of my car. And keep an emergency kit. You know, uh, travels, a little bit of water, a little bit of food, flashlight, blankets, you know, it's stuff that I have in my car, especially when I do my long drive. I have no choice. You know, it's, I'm going that long, 15 hours. I need it. So, so, uh, I'm going to talk about a little bit of health, heat safety because I've only got a few minutes left. So I want to make sure I touch on this one, um, because I know I touched on the winter stuff, you know, where there's snow. Well, now there's, you can still be, have, be in quote winter. Uh, however, you know, there is, 
you know, heat concerns. And again, pay attention to heat warnings. You know, depending where you are, I'm sure there's something along the lines of the weather network um, in existence. Uh, wherever you are, you know, find out what the weather's going to be like. You know, dress accordingly, you know, in layers again. Some days start out cool and get warm. Um, you don't want to uh, get yourself sick. You know, and never leave children, you know, alone in the car, you know, when it's hot or your animals, you know, when it's really hot or really cold. You know, you're going to cause problems. And in the holiday season, you know, in December and January, it's very easy to forget. But you got to be aware. You can't leave them, you know, I'll just be a minute. You know, it only takes a minute or two for a car to get really hot, you know, or really cold. So be a, pay attention to that. For heat safety as well, always make sure you're hydrated. You know, drink some water is the best. You know, um, stay away from anything that has caffeine or alcohol. I know there's people out there probably groaning right now, but, you know, um, those can actually hinder you. You know, they can dehydrate you. So have water. You know, there's different kinds of flavored waters out there as well, but nothing super sugary, of course, because you want to, should drink healthy. You know, but water, stay hydrated. You know, eat smaller meals, you know, and uh, that helps as well. Avoid uh, extreme temperature changes. So, you know, if you're inside um, all day and it's air conditioning, be careful when you go outside. It's going to be like walking into a sauna, you know, and that, especially if you've got breathing problems, that's going to hurt. So, and take frequent breaks if you're working outside, you know, and maybe postpone uh, outdoor activities. So, so those are some holiday tips. Um, we've come to the end of the show. It's, I'm amazed. I still had a whole bunch to, to go through. I'm amazed how fast this went. So uh, just consider some of this. You know, I want everyone to have a happy and healthy uh, holiday season and that nobody gets hurt in any way. So have a great time, everyone. Have a wonderful holiday season. And in the meantime, stay prepared, everybody. Thank you for joining us for Preparing for the Unexpected. Please tune in for another edition featuring your host, Alex Bullock, next Thursday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time and 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you here next week.